Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. If you'd like to call into our program today, use our toll-free number, 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send an email, the address is leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com. Now, here's health and wellness specialist, Leah Brenda Smith. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith. And thanks for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. If you are looking for me on the internet, you can find me at leahbrendasmith.com or the radio show page on Facebook, Come Back to Your Senses Radio, or my personal Facebook page, Leah Brenda Smith. And today we've got oh, another big topic. The big topics just keep coming. This one is Embracing Darkness with Light. And I just want to start off today's show with a, a little uh, quote, timely quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that says, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And that is from Martin Luther King. So understanding that darkness cannot drive out the darkness, only the light can do that. Hence, the show today is about embracing the darkness with light. And hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. So, as a beginning, we understand darkness and light as just being like two sides of a coin. Like heads and tails, darkness and light. Both sides exist all the time. Yet what you experience really depends on where you place your focus. So when the coin cost lands with the head side up, that is the focus. When the coin toss lands with the tail side up, that is the focus. When you are relaxed and open then your energy is light because that's who you are in your natural state. When you are afraid, confused, upset, in pain, or really challenged in some way, your energy is dark. 
if you think of it, some experiences increase the lightness and other experiences diminish the light or move towards darkness. But both energies are a really intrinsic part of your life experience. Like the yin and the yang, the ebb and the flow of the tides, the waxing and the waning of the moon, the day and the night, the inhalation and exhalation of the breath, hot and cold, activity and rest, life and death. These, all of these varied experiences are the two extremes of a spectrum of life. And this spectrum really exists on a continuum. It's good to it's good to acknowledge that neither end of the continuum is better than the other. Both extremes and all the gradients, if you like, in between, they serve a purpose. And their gifts and their beauty, their unique energy signatures really give us ample opportunity to experience the vast experiences and expressions that are available in this life. So really, you could think, think of things this way as if there is a pivot point within yourself. So whenever you place your focus, wherever you place your focus, that is what always influences what you experience and what you perceive in your reality. So when you're focused on light, you have a sense of your intrinsic connection with all things. And it's from that vantage point that you're aware of your relationship, your relationship to all of life, your sense of connection with everything, your oneness, your sense of communing with nature, and knowing that you are a spiritual being having a human adventure. So there's a natural sense, if you like, of altruism, a natural motivation towards aligning with that which will allow for the greatest benefit for everyone. And that is a natural occurrence when your focus within it is on the aspect of yourself that is light. And then when your focus shifts to more of an individual level and you identify as being separate from others, then you're more likely to encounter darkness. It's from this vantage point that you can easily be influenced by the energies of judgment, of criticism, jealousy, Competition, pride, a false sense of yourself, limited beliefs, lying, and inauthentic power. These are the kinds of energies that go with that. Now, clearly, most people are aware that we've been inundated, if you like. We've been enduring a long passage on the earth with many examples of inauthentic power, which is uh, power in reverse, if you like, where people in positions of authority wield their power 
and attempt to manipulate others for their own personal gain through an energy of control and domination. So inauthentic power is a kind of a false power that's perpetuated by the fumes of the ego's selfish desires to be better than or to have more than others at any cost. And there's lots of, lots of examples of this. Uh, just to, to use some examples, uh, drug companies that sell medications that they know don't work. Uh, food industry producing food-like products that are toxic to the body. Uh, inhumane ways that animals are treated. Wars that are fought in the name of God and peace. Governments that sign contracts with an illusion of being uh, economically sound. Yet really, their activities are raping the land of its nutrients or pumping toxic waste or fumes into the water, into the air. And then the profits really go into the pockets of really just a few people at the top of the chain. And laws that go against the rights, freedoms, and liberties of humanity, etc., 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 on and on we could go. But these are just a few examples of the way that darkness in the form of inauthentic power is currently rampant in the world. And part of Part of the opportunity that's available to us through being aware of this type of inauthentic power is for us to embrace that darkness and hold the opportunity for things to come round, for things to shift and for the world to come round to be operating at a level that is more in line with nature that is more humane, that is based on authentic power and based on what is good for the whole of humanity and not just for some individuals that are in, are in positions of wielding power. So each of us can play a part in that shift by the way that we hold that and embrace that level of darkness or inauthentic power within ourselves. And the way that we are mindful of our own level of participation in those types of energies. You know, the, the struggle really between light and darkness has been a consistent theme throughout the history of humanity. And generally speaking, people believe that light is good and darkness is bad. Yet there's no yin without the yang or no feminine without masculine no light without the dark. Life is a constant blend of both energies. And everyone has in some way, however obvious or subtle, everyone's had an experience of accepting darkness and recognizing it for the catalyst for growth that it is. <laughs> really, none of us would have ever made it out of kindergarten without needing in some way to accept or embrace darkness because of how we were treated by our peers or spoken to by our teachers or even because of our own actions. And these kinds of experiences can really prompt you to move away from that which does not promote well-being and can show you 
what needs to be developed in order to move towards wellness and move towards greater levels and experiences of well-being. So really, accepting that light and darkness are intrinsic and inseparable aspects of the human experience, this can really encourage an appreciation and respect for the function and the flow of these two distinct energies of life. And when one learns to cultivate a posture, if you like, of yielding to these perpetual cycles of light and darkness, then there can be a welcoming of the cycles, a recognition that these cycles, although at times uncomfortable and at times even quite excruciating, are bringing growth. And these cycles have the potential to increase your awareness and really infuse you with the wisdom about both the light and the darkness. And then in this way, cycles of light and darkness can be equal catalysts for the revelation, if you like, of your own authentic self for the passage into your own freedom, freedom from that which is limiting. No, none of us are really strangers to these cycles of light and darkness. We all have our history and our stories. Certainly, I um, have shared some of that with you over the, over the, uh, the time frame of the different shows that I've presented you know, with experiences of early childhood sexual abuse and experiences of neglect, experiences of uh, the experience of losing my mother uh, in a car accident when I was very young, my own participation in um, cigarettes and marijuana and alcohol and um, overeating and other types of things where I have had so many opportunities and so many experiences of coming to understand the very things that I'm sharing with you today because of what was revealed to me from my own experience of finding my way, finding my way to embrace the darkness with the light, and always by the goodness of grace teaching me, teaching me that the experience of this darkness coming up inside of us is not there as an indication that we did something wrong. It's not there to try to come and get us to prove that we're uh, not adequate in some way, but that an energy of grace comes with compassion and grace. It comes to help to free us, to help to heal the wounds wherever they come from whether they're wounds from early childhood or times and ways that we get our feelings hurt in the present. It's all on this same continuum of life and experience and reflection of what's in the outer is in the inner, what's in the inner is in the outer. And I encourage you to to really allow yourself to have an openness 
an openness to understand the benefits of both the light and the darkness, the intrinsic nature of both, and that it's all for you. It's all for your growth and for your delight and for your opportunity to share and be part of and to let that light that is you shine, shine and shine. You know, there's a great opportunity for cleansing and purification that's often the underlying energy in both of the cycles of light and darkness. And at times, the differences that we experience or feel are really that gift of grace that's coming to purify some belief or some thought or some judgment that we may have about ourselves, or maybe it's a judgment about others, or even just about life in general. And the judgments that we seemingly cast out towards others are often really judgments that ramble around inside the self about the self. You know, often when you see someone and you notice how they look or act or dress or talk, or uh, you personify that. And the judgment comes really from a subtle form of stating to yourself that you could not stand yourself if you were like that. Or you judge yourself for the ways that you are like that. Or you hate the thoughts that you may be like that. So when you judge something, you are resonating with the vibration of that which you are judging. You're tuning into that vibration or you would not be able to perceive that reality. And that's the same that holds true in the same way when you are perceiving something that is encouraging of light and beautiful and raising your vibration, you're tuning to that vibration. And that's the per- reality that you're perceiving. You know, often people tell me about the things that they worry about. And, and often enough, I respond by saying, in a million years, it would never occur to me to think that way or to worry about that. It's just not, it's just simply not. It's not part of my reality. Yet there may be millions of things that I have the potential to worry about that may never occur to other people. You know, we all, we all have areas, tendencies or aspects or subjects that can rattle us, get get us rattled up in some way. You know, everyone has their fair share of discord within, of trials and tribulations and the triumphs, of course. But most importantly is not to keep score or to judge or compare, but to accept and embrace the challenges, the judgments, the pain, the darkness that's part of your experience. That's the true passage to your freedom and development as an individual. Not merely what you amass or accomplish in the outer world, but what you can embrace and accept and overcome within. That's the real 
pivot point, if you like, in life, that embracing. What can you embrace? What can you overcome from within? You know, here's some ideas that I'm going to share with you that I've paraphrased from Diane Wong's blog on embracing, embracing darkness. And, you know, so much of the time we hear about how good and great love is. Yet it's not the only beneficial vibration in the universe. Although it is true, love serves to raise the vibration of the planet, and many people are focused on that. They see that as their life mission in many ways, to, if you like, reseed the planet with love, with unconditional love, to continually raise the vibration. And love also serves to procreate and to inspire beautiful art and poetry and literature. Yet the dark energy also serves us well. And it's important to embrace that as well in order for us to survive. It's good to appreciate that the dark side of humanity doesn't need to be seen as something that is evil. It is a source of power just as love is. Dark energies can allow us to really defend, uh, to avoid negativity, to prevent injustice, to remove energies that do not serve us on our path. And love can create brightness, and the darkness can create personal power that when it's embraced, it can show us the way to stand up for what we believe and to then come more fully into ourselves. You know, when you embrace your dark side, then you can balance the energies within yourself. The light side of yourself seems to automatically become more authentic when you're able to embrace the darkness. Because before that, it seems that you're clinging in a way, holding on to the light to try and ensure that the darkness won't come to the foreground. Now, when love is deep and someone attacks a loved one, then the dark energy surfaces to defend that loved one. Some would suggest that without dark energy, there is no defense. There's no surge of power. No motivation to fight against things that might harm you. Clearly, no yin without yang. No feminine without masculine. No light without dark. Well, there's a time for expansion and joy and a time for serious focus and purpose. And it's prudent to learn about all of the energies that exist and understand your connection to all of it. You know, we all, all of us embody all of the energies. It's just simply a matter of degree. Sometimes you find your center in the brightest light, and sometimes you find your center in the deepest darkness. When you descend into this realm, it can give you the opportunity to make shifts that are not possible when you're just using the light alone. Now, granted, the light can burn away energies that will enable you to delve into the deep waters of the soul. 
the universe displays a, a black background with spots of light. So even love has its dark side when you think of a jealousy, a hatred. And well, darkness has its light by the way of defending and protecting. All of it is a blend. We're a mixture of all the energies. And this gives us depth and the ability to create really in so many ways. Now consider for a minute the dark energies of suffering and anger and frustration. And within these dark energies awaits powerful knowledge about the self. You know, these conditions provide that impetus for personal development and self-improvement. They can motivate you into action so that you can overcome these conditions. And then in that way, the darkness is serving as a catalyst for growth. So it's good to recognize that darkness is only really detrimental when you choose to stay within it and not reach for the light that waits you on the other side. For some, this means, uh, really, you think, for some, love means possessiveness, control, vulnerability, and loss, all stemming from that vibration of fear. And fear that creates these behaviors in the name of love includes fear of change, fear of the unknown, Fear of the future, fear of loss, of abandonment, of death, of failure, of losing control, and fear of pain. And darkness that blocks the light of love, it serves really to hinder or to repel or to hold you back. And then for those who define love as unconditional acceptance and caring, there's a noticeable absence of fear, an abundance of self-respect and self-love and trust. And included in this energy is the ability to remove energies that are not for the highest good. So even in love, it's unhealthy to open yourself and continually accept negative energies from another person when there's no sense of change or growth in, in, in sight. Darkness just has a heavier energy. It can have that energy of stagnation, which can sometimes prompt you to accept responsibility for your actions. And by accepting the darkness, by embracing the darkness then you don't expect others really to tolerate all your decisions or your behaviors that may feel harmful or may hold another person back. But the darkness can help you to accept and let go of that which is counterproductive, counterproductive to your well-being. And then in that way, it can serve to show you where you need to develop. So be mindful of how you use darkness and understand that whether the energy derives from love or darkness, both energies have the potential to harm and both energies have the potential to heal. We are a blend of all of it. Hmm. And I have some uh, additional 
really inspiring ideas that um, I've paraphrased from Vaj Shirharan's blog. You know, generally speaking, people who are on a spiritual path are taught to remain positive. That's one of the first things we think about when we think about people being on a spiritual path is that they're positive people. And sometimes when we're attempting to do that, people, they just focus on the light and only on the positive aspects of life and of themselves. Now, really, everyone would agree that certainly is a noble intention. But often there's denial of the darkness and denial of the negative aspects of the self that are also part of who you are. But the statement, we are all that is, implies that we are both the light and the dark. So to deny or repress the darkness within is really to deny a part of yourself. And life as we've come to know it has been polarized into light and the dark. The light represents what we think of as good and positive, and the dark has come to represent what we see as bad and negative. And as we experience life really through this kind of polarity or polarization, we naturally divide everything into right or wrong or good or bad. And then through acceptance and compassion, you can rise above the idea of good and bad, right and wrong, and see life as the spectrum of experiences that are all for your highest good. You know, compassion is often revered as the highest frequency in the universe because it has the ability to see the essence and the purpose of everything, both the light and the dark. And the spiritual teaching of unconditional love allows us to see the positive in the negative. You know, people say, oh, you're always looking for the silver lining. You know, there is that propensity to appreciate that there is no right or wrong. And this teaching of unconditional love really is a a teaching of embracing the darkness with light. Embracing all that is. You know, often we have these thoughts that roam around in our head and they're jumbled and they're chaotic and they're formless. And sometimes when this is happening, it's easy to really lose sight of how you're really feeling. You know, you can be consumed by an emotion, yet never really experience a sense of relief or a sense of release. But when you cultivate a practice of compassion, it really enables you then to view the darkness in a different way. And through this new perspective, you can see darkness not simply as bad or wrong, but something that is in need of love something that's in need of healing and attention. Darkness can be seen as a place where light has not yet reached. So in order to heal the darkness, we're offered really so many opportunities for growth, and those opportunities can lead to greater happiness. So when we look from the larger vantage point, then we can see that negative traits are really positive traits in disguise. They're strengths disguised as weaknesses. 
darkness or unconsciousness, if you like, it really provides an opportunity for self-discovery. And when you turn, when you turn, really, turn your attention to a part of yourself that needs healing, then you're focusing your light on that dark attribute. And then what happens when you turn on the light in a dark room? The darkness is immediately transmuted into light. The dark does not fight back in a situation like that. The dark doesn't have power over the light. It's only your fear and denial of the dark, fear of the dark and denial of the dark. That's what fuels the darkness. But when you use the energy of compassion to embrace the darkness in yourself, then you can turn any dark aspect of yourself into a higher frequency of light. So to embrace the darkness, you need to let go of fear that's so often associated with darkness. It's when we fear really a part of ourselves, when we deny our insecurities, then we project our fears and insecurities onto other people. And one way that you can know if you're denying something within is through your judgments. You know, when you point a finger at another person and label them as bad or conceited or egotistical, then you're denying a part of yourself. In reality, everyone has the potential to embody or express these qualities because we are all that is. And when an individual heals the pain, fear and insecurities within, then they can cultivate compassion and understanding for others that may still be struggling or suffering with similar qualities. You know, from having lived through your own suffering, then you know what another person requires for healing. Yet, when we're in denial about our fears and insecurities, and we haven't healed or understood these qualities within our life, then we naturally feel uncomfortable when we experience those same kinds of fears and insecurities in others. That's really often when you experience those power struggles with people or when people run in the other direction out of fear. And some would suggest that one of the things that define who you are as an individual is your relationship to the negative aspects within yourself. So do you deny these traits, allowing them really to gnaw away at you and grow? Or do you see that these aspects of yourself are there to teach you valuable lessons about yourself? And then when you embrace these parts of yourself, you're able to evolve. When you become aware of a negative thought or emotion, it's important to acknowledge it, not to ignore it, hoping that it'll go away. But whatever you're thinking or feeling at any moment is a communication from your body and your mind, which is always communicating something. And through paying attention to your inner experience, you're able to learn about yourself, to learn about the comfortable and the uncomfortable feelings the pleasant and the unpleasant sensations, the positive and the negative thoughts. 
Now, true enough, this might all seem like a paradox, especially if you've been told again and again not to dwell on the negative. But many people interpret spiritual teachings to mean that you will experience only self-love on your path to healing. But really, it's each individual's responsibility to accept or to embrace the negative aspects such as fear and pain and insecurities that are present and they'll come to the surface as a natural part of following a spiritual path. And then by applying a practice of compassion to all areas of your life, then you'll see that there's purpose in both the darkness and the light. And ultimately, the feeling or thought reveals that a part within is in pain and requires my attention. By using awareness, the darkness is transformed into light. Ignorance can be transformed into wisdom. Embracing and releasing negative emotions are really a a critical process, both spiritually and psychologically. And the process of acknowledging and healing insecurity can change your, your entire life experience. You know, your subconscious mind affects every thought, feeling, and action as it draws on your beliefs of the world to help you interact with the world. So the less insecurities that we hold on to, the more confident, free, and happy we are able to be. So it's important to not suppress or ignore any part of yourself. And you may wonder how you can do this. How can we embrace this darkness? You have the ability to be your own counsel. So when you encounter a negative emotion or thought, you can undertake, you really think of it as a, as, uh, from two perspectives. Ask yourself why the emotion has surfaced. And you can ask yourself if someone else might be involved with your emotional upset. Asking questions of yourself. Be in that inquiry. Inquiring. Minds want to know. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. You know, to be a star, you must shine your own light. Follow your own path. And don't worry about the darkness. For that's when the stars shine the brightest. You know, um, best-selling author and spiritual healer Deborah King, who's also one of my beloved meditation teachers, she posted a blog yesterday called Brushes with Darkness. I was so surprised because once again, serendipity is at play. You know, I often discover that the topics for the radio show that come into my mind are also being covered by other radio show hosts teachers, authors, and bloggers, generally around the same time. So, no doubt this leads me to believe that we're all tapping into some similar source of collective consciousness. And there's really some common themes to watch out for, and and Deborah highlighted some of those in her article that um, uh, brushes with darkness. She highlighted some of those 
And um, I'm uh, added to that and paraphrase some of the things that she had included uh, in her article. And maybe it's things to be aware of that can really make you vulnerable, if you like, to the darkness. And and ego and pride are two things that can definitely make a person susceptible to darkness. And this can be linked to your appearance, finances, social status, your gifts, your abilities, and your talents. You know, too much ego emphasis in any of the areas, any of these areas, really can inhibit access to your authentic self and in that way leave you vulnerable to darkness. So whenever you're off of alignment with your true authenticity, then you're really vulnerable to darkness. And we've all witnessed people in positions of power and how easily this energy can be misunderstood. You know, good intentions can turn into bad decisions driven by making the ego look good and to feel good. And when you give your power away to others who temporarily fill a void in your life, then you can be unknowingly setting yourself up for psychic attack. So it's important to be mindful to not allow yourself to stay in situations once you realize that an exchange with another person is unhealthy. That someone may be fulfilling an unhealthy need in your life. So it's important to be able to maintain your personal power and not allow others to have power and control over you, that inauthentic kind of power. These influences can be really subtle. So it's wise to get in the habit of checking with yourself from time to time so that you can do a quick internal assessment of your relationships. You want to ensure that they're healthy. And a way to check for this is you want to check, are you able to maintain an adult level of interaction in present time without really extreme fluctuations in your mental and emotional equilibrium? So if you find that you've inadvertently slipped into an unhealthy exchange with somebody and you can't seem to shake it on your own, then really I encourage you to find a counselor or find a coach that can help you to come back to your senses, you know, and reclaim your energy and create healthy boundaries for yourself. Well, you're healing old injuries that may make you susceptible to unhealthy influences of other people. It's good to be mindful of that. And then there's the disruptions that can happen in your energy field that are due to unprocessed emotions and unresolved trauma that can allow darkness to take up residence. You know, and people often find that when you have a new trauma in the present that happens naturally in life, that it will trigger or bring up these unresolved traumas, these unresolved emotions from the past. So it, it almost feels like the experience um, then is uh, becomes compounded because um, 
it will bring up, whether it's grief or it's fear or what sadness or depression or whatever it is, it will multiple, seem as if it's multiplied because there will be a multiplicity because of the previous experiences, those unprocessed emotions and unresolved traumas. And that can leave you susceptible, really, to darkness. So, a regular meditation and regular journaling practice can be great safeguards against falling into that trap of, you know, believing your stories that you tell yourself. You know, we all tell ourselves stories with reasons why we behave the way we do and why we react the way we do. But it's always the lies that we tell ourselves that do the most damage. So, other ways that you can help yourself with this would be taking classes that are focused on healing and spiritual growth. And these are other alternatives that can help you to resolve issues that could leave you susceptible to the darkness or to negative energy. Now, another area that's really important to focus on is understanding that an unhealthy physical body If you have an unhealthy physical body that may be caused by abusing alcohol or drugs, could be from not getting enough sleep, not enough exercise, or inadequate nutrition, or eating too many really food-like substances, toxic foods, foods with high sugar, high fat, Um, and All of these things can really leave you open to negative energy and keep you from living a balanced life. And I certainly experienced a lot of that throughout my journey till I came around to let go of cigarettes and let go of alcohol and let go of smoking pot and let go of unhealthy eating habits or just eating too much food. Really, the recipe, really, in order to be well, we, it's really imperative for us to eat well, to exercise, to get adequate rest, to spend time outdoors. And it's important to make your physical health a priority. It just makes sense, really, without your physical health. This is our body that we have to journey through our life. And if we don't have our physical health, then there's not really a lot that we can really do if that is lagging behind. There's not really a lot that we can do to help ourselves if we don't help ourselves. So if you don't know how to do this on your own, and if you don't know what to do to come back into a healthy relationship with your body, and to be well in your physical body, then really I encourage you to seek out resources to help you create a diet and exercise and rest routine that's going to match your individual needs and interest. You know, treadmills and tofu and going to bed at 9 o'clock are not for everyone. Yet these things may be perfect for you. So really, we all have an individual recipe that will bring balance and be right for you as an individual. 
So make it your business to find out what that is. Whatever it is you have to do, however long it takes you to investigate that and find the right balance for yourself. Sometimes it really just takes patience and trial and error, trying something, seeing if it works, going and getting the support of professionals that that's their area of expertise. And then another area, really keeping a healthy mind, is equally important. We've all heard that saying, you are what you eat. But it's also true that you are what you watch. You are what you read. So you want to be mindful of the ways that you might be exposing yourself to darkness and to violence through movies, books, and the activities that you participate in online or participate in the community. And choose content. Choose the content about people who inspire you. Choose content that's inspiring rather than filled with violence and negativity. And you know, your mother was right. As were her mother before you and all the mothers that will come after you. You know, it's so easy to become just like the people that you hang out with. So you want to be mindful to not waste your time with people who pull your energy down. And as an alternative, you, you could, alternative, you can seek out individuals and groups who inspire you who encourage you to be the best possible version of yourself. Make it a priority to spend time with people in activities that help to raise your vibration, that help to raise your consciousness, that support you. And just to let you know, um, Deborah King is doing a live online event that's sponsored by Hay House, and it's called Seeking the Light. And it starts in September. And in that uh, online event, um, Deborah will be addressing um, a lot of these topics in detail. So if you're interested, I encourage you to go go over to Hay House and check out uh, Deborah King. And um, maybe you'd like to sign up and join us at that uh, online event. You know, awakening to the reality of your own existence by awakening to that reality. The darkness can really, can really serve you as a tool of self-knowledge. Human beings have a great capacity to learn to use their knowledge to help them to keep balance or to help them to find balance and then to maintain balance. And when you use your intelligence and employ choices, then you're able to act responsibly. You know, ultimately human beings come into the world with the power to follow a path of light or follow a path of darkness. And it's important to acknowledge that within power comes significant responsibility for yourself and also for your surroundings. You know, in order to maintain authentic power, an individual goes on a journey. We're all on a journey of reconciling the energies of light and darkness within our own nature, 
so that we can come to our true self and we can come to know who we are. And then really it does take that experience of exercising some self-restraint and some would say even moral consciousness. You know, human beings can find that inner strength to triumph over their weaknesses and to enrich the world with goodness. There is an essential responsibility that comes with the power and the knowledge in human life. And sometimes this involves resisting temptation and learning from our mistakes. You know, those ultimate virtues of self-sacrifice and humility and self-knowledge. You know, finding that inner strength and the goodness to triumph over your weaknesses it still remains really an important theme that shows up really in every day, every day human life, day by day by day. And really by coming to know yourself and remaining true to yourself, then you can learn to live deliberately with intention and on purpose as a whole unified being that embraces the light and embraces the darkness within yourself, within others, and within really the the global village, within the wholeness of who we are. You know, Tom White says that the ones who can admit their faults are the ones who can change them. And owning and overcoming your own darkness is really the best way of dealing with and understanding the darkness in other people and the darkness in the world. And understanding how we can, as individuals, contribute to raising the consciousness and the vibration on the planet by the way that it is that we interact with ourselves within ourselves, by your own relationship with your own thoughts, by watching the darkness, watching the judgments, and being willing to focus on bringing the light that is needed, bringing the compassion and the care. All behavior, all negativity, all darkness is really calling out for something, calling out for care calling out for compassion, calling out for that divine embrace. So I encourage and welcome you. It is a path, one that we live day by day, moment by moment. We're all on the journey together. And um, I encourage you and I welcome you. And I'm doing my part by embracing the darkness within myself and within the world. It's been a, a, a great experience sharing with you today about embracing the darkness with light. And I thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. And until next time, I am your grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith, and I encourage you to relax and enjoy your life. 
We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.